0: So, when the word of the Lord came to me in 2009, the Lord took me into a vision. And I saw in the vision, the economy in this country start digging in the ground like a whirlwind. You start boring a big hole in the ground. And then the Lord told me, He said, if my people go to prayer and begin to pray, I saw a big hand come down. And put on the side of that whirlwind is like a break. And it just starts slowing it down. Slowing it down. Slowing it down. And finally it come to a stop. And the Lord started reversing it. And I saw the economy in this nation begin to dig out of the ground. Come out of the hole it was in. And the Lord told me. He said there will be a time. That I will prosper my people. He said they will have a period of time to get ready for what's coming on the face of the earth. And all of y'all know in the last two or three years, this economy in our country started reversing itself. And God started moving for us. And I believe we're coming into what God spoke to me in 2009. So, uh, But early this morning the Lord woke me up. Started talking to me, and I feel like it's gonna be. And when God spoke that to me, about that was the 28th of June 2009. About two weeks later, I was down in Pooler, Georgia, at Sister Angela Abraham's church, and I was on my knees praying and asking God about the word and here's what the Lord spoke to me and scared me he said this is the word of the Lord to the nations at this time he didn't say nation he put a plural on it he scared me cause God ain't never talked to me like that and God let me know that this word was going to go out over the face of the earth so and it was there that I saw God take the little ministers that's been praying and fasting and seeking God and turn them up on top and put them on top and start bringing them forward. I believe with that day too. Because everything's got to be just a, a worldly thing. You know, it's like the world and the church are going hand in hand now. And... That ain't God's mind. That ain't God's will. God said if you're a friend of the world, He said you're my enemy. Amen. You can't serve two masters. You can't walk with God and be a friend of the world. You can't do it because separation. Separation. And I really feel the Spirit of the Lord and I'm just waiting on the work it. Of the Spirit of God to move, like I feel like God wants me to move. But y'all just start reaching out with with me in prayer. I, I just I, I feel this working of the Holy Ghost. I feel this working of the Spirit of God, and I want to be sure that I'm obedient to what God wants to do here today. But I, I just feel that I feel that moving of His Spirit and. I noticed since we were in the meeting in Fort Payne, God's been talking to me different. And I found out one thing. If you don't ever change, and God don't ever change your dedication, change the way you pray, change the way He talks to you, the way He leads you and guides you, you stuck in a rut. you stuck in a rut. And, you know, God, God's called us over the years and I've told people many times I said God deals with you about something you don't get it out of your life I said your growth in God stops right there it'll just come to a stop because if it's a stumbling block or a hindrance then you can't move forward and you get things out of your life that's the reason I'm always continually pressing and seeking and knocking and asking for the Lord to show me what I need to do to come forward because ever since I was 19 years old, I've been pursuing the call of God on my life. I've been pursuing the call of God on my life. It'll soon be 50 years I've been pursuing the call of God on my life. Because the Lord's the most important thing in my life. And I want to be obedient to His voice. And I want to be sure that what He's called me to do, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. Amen. The call of God ain't second with me, the call of God's first. It comes first in my life. I don't put nothing before this relationship and this call of God that God's placed in my life and and people think it's easy to get out here and and come through the all these years and survive and it's not easy. I mean, I got a, I got bills paid just like you do. I got a, I got obligations. I like to eat at least once a week, and you know, there's times when you really press God and seek after God, especially when you first start entering into your relationship, your walk with God. Finances are limited. I mean, they are limited, and all, all I ever asked the Lord was. Uh, Even after I got married, I said, just give me enough to provide for my family and be sure my family's took care of. I wasn't interested in being wealthy. I said, I want money for the kingdom. I want money to do what I want to do for God. That's the reason I started telling the Lord about two weeks ago because I feel like I'm going to go to Africa about this time next year. And I said, when I go, I said, I want the money to do what I'm going to do. I said, if I get over and feel like I need to build a church, I want the money there. I don't want to raise the money for a plane ticket and and a motel or whatever accommodations we're going to stay in and then just have enough just to get by. I don't believe that's God's will. I believe God wants to put things in our hands that will have the means to do what we need to do and get things done. I'm ready to get things done. I told the Lord the other day, I said, I'm ready to get things done. I'm ready to see some ministers raised up. That's going to get things done. And I ain't pinning no roses on anybody. But I'm going to tell you something. The way my son ministered in the meeting in Fort Payne. That morning that we had, we couldn't be there. And the Spirit of the Lord fell on him. The way he ministered. You'd think that boy had been ministering 25, 30 years. I mean the word of the Lord just flowed out of him. So so pure and so clean. And so uh, it's almost like it's effortless. And he's only been serving God since 09. And I bet he hadn't preached 50 times total since 09. And man, he ministered like he had been preached hundreds of services and been ministering for 25 or 30 years. It's just that gift God's put in him. But he's got that time of dedication where he seeks the Lord. And there for the first two or three years he's saved, he sought the Lord constantly. I mean, just constantly. Even while he was in college, he, he just sought the Lord and, and stayed in prayer and. About the only thing he done, he'd go to class. He'd come back, go to prayer study. It just, I mean, it just consumed him. Reminded me of me when the Lord consumed my life when I was nineteen years old. I mean, I spent hours every day praying and studying, and spent days fasting. When I first got saved, I'd fast five days and eat two. Fast five and eat two. I done that for weeks on end, and I just, I'd read the Bible three or four hours a day. Pray four or five hours a day. I was in a place where I could do that at that time. And it just took my life over. And that's what we need. We need to get back to seeking God where God can take us over. Amen. Man, I feel a barrazo He la brando Suli a Holy to Piandra ta, takorete, muhutere, shirah ra, sparatutso, sacrendo ritna, yaa, taan toi, breite sto otici i cha, chaaba ote. For even the word of the Lord would come to ye my peoples know ye that My people have committed two evils. For you have forsaken the fountain of living waters. Yet hewed yourselves cisterns that hold no water. And for these two evils Yea, it has brought the chaos, the confusion, the sickness, the disease, the turmoil, the desperation, and the upsetness into the church. The anointing of deliverance is lifted. Yea, the working and moving of my spirit is very, very rare among my people in this day. Many are sick. Many are diseased. Many are troubled. Many, yea, walk in upsetness and confusion and chaos in their spirits. And it is because ye have forsaken the fountains of living waters. And ye have hewed yourselves out, cisterns. So many of my people do not retain the working and moving of my Spirit from service to service. Just hours after you've left the working and moving of my Spirit, your minds are totally consumed with carnality and you have forgotten the words. You have forgotten the moving and the working of my Spirit. But yea, even I the Lord say unto thee this day, there is a remnant that does cry out to me. There is a remnant that does seek me. There is a remnant that does search. And seek after me in cause of those prayers. cause of the working and the moving of my spirit. Yea, I the Lord will visit and I the Lord will move. Hear my words this day. And hear me well, saith the Lord. For from the day of the inauguration of thy next president. Mark the days. Mark the days, saith the Lord. Mark the days from that very day. And know That from that day, I, the Lord, shall begin to move. Mark seven years from that day, saith the Lord. And I will give America and the world seven years of the greatest prosperity and spiritual awakening that has ever Come forth in the earth. Yea, even as I visited Pharaoh in the days of Joseph, and I gave him the dream of the seven well-favored ears of corn and the seven lean ears of corn. And I gave him the dream of the seven fat cows and the seven lean cows that came out of the river and eat up the seven fat cows. Knowest thou that I, God, have ordained and do set in motion now from the day of the inauguration of thy next president, I shall give thee seven years of great prosperity and seven years of spiritual awakening that thou hast never known. But when these seven years are up, Knowest thou that great persecution, great poverty, great desolation shall move and come forth in the earth? And this is now the time that ye must hear my voice and begin to prepare for that that I will bring forth. Knowest thou that a great awakening, great moving of my spirit shall be in the earth? And I shall at this time bring forth the ministry of the Son of Man. I shall bring forth the ministry like unto my holy child Jesus when He walked this earth. Yea, and ye shall go forth in power and authority and dominion. Ye shall go forth in the working of my Word and my Spirit. Yea, in a manifestation and a glory and a revealing that no other generation has ever known. But once these seven years has come to an end, then things will begin to turn and go downward. Things will begin to back away, yea, from the prosperity and that that I have blessed the earth with. And thou shall see poverty and sickness and disease move in. But knowest I as I enter into this time, thou shalt also enter into the manifestation of the sons of God. And this shall cause great Persecution and great upheaval to come into the church. Prepare thyself now. Prepare thyself now. Get thyselves ready. Yea, for what I God am doing. And allow not the prosperity. Allow not the wealth that I shall place in thy hands to cause thy heart to be lifted up. Are thy minds to think that thou hast done this on thy own? Yea, for I give thee this time, and I give thee this prosperity to prepare. Yea, for the leanness and the hard times that shall come upon the face of the earth. And what thou doest, I say unto thee, I say unto thee, do quickly. For yea, even the night cometh when no man can work. I have spoken, and I have caused light to begin to spring forth. Yea, and as this light comes forth, work while it's day. Labor while ye have the day and the light to labor in. For I say unto thee that the darkness cometh I, when no man can work and it shall hinder the moving and the working of my spirit I, but great shall be the manifestation as I step in and bring forth this baptism of the latter reign of the Holy Ghost not many shall prepare not many shall be ready yea I see the hearts of many lifted up and even many waxing cold in this day but for that remnant That shall set thy hearts on me and seek thee. Great shall be the prosperity. Great shall be the wisdom. Great shall be the understanding that I shall place in thy lives. And I shall cause thee to prepare. Yea, for hard times I shall give thee the wisdom if I seek me. Yea, what to do. For the wealth that I put in thy hand is not for thee to waste upon thy and upon thy natural man, but the wealth that I put in thy hands is to prepare for hard times and to send forth the gospel of the kingdom to the ends of the earth. Hear ye well, my people. Hear ye my people and know that I, God, have predestined, foreordained, I have put this in motion. And nothing shall hinder, and nothing shall reverse that that I have set in motion. Hear my voice, hearken to my word, and know and believe and understand that I the Lord am not a man that I should lie, neither the Son of man that I should repent. Have I not said it? Shall I not do it? Have I not spoken? Shall I not surely make it good? Hear my voice, my people. Hear my voice, give ear, hearken to my commandments, and begin to prepare thy hearts for a move and a working of my spirit that thy eye hath not seen, thy ear hath not heard, neither has entered into thy heart the things that I, God, have prepared for those that love me. And then that wait upon me and seek my face. Hear my voice this day. For I the Lord have brought my word into the spirit of my servant. I the Lord have presented my word to thee this day. Hear my voice. Set thy hearts and thy minds now to put thy hand to the plow. Set thy hearts now to move forward. Set thy hearts now to not look back. For I have said in my word that if any man putteth his hand to the plow and looketh back, he's not worthy and he's not fit to enter into my kingdom. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Hear my voice, my children. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The word that God spoke to me this morning is a confirmation to what he spoke to me in 2009. This will be the prosperity that I saw come to God's people in 09. God told me, he said, there's coming a time. I'm going to bless my people for them to get ready for the things that are coming on the face of the earth. And I'm telling you, we fix to see finances. We fix to see finances. Uh Lisa, I don't know if you remember, Sister Deborah, y'all might have been in the service. But I think I was receiving the offering in Fort Payton one day. And I saw this huge basket. Up above God's people, and it turned over, and it just began to it wasn't paper money, it's like it was silver and gold coins began to fall down on God's people, and God showed me then that he was I didn't understand it, but God brought it back to me this morning. brother don when I seen God's people it's like money, gold coins were just coming out of their hands. it was just I didn't see it coming from anywhere I just seen it coming out of their hands. And I'm talking about wealth beyond anything any of us can ever imagine. Do you hear me? You honor God with everything. Not just what you make on your job, but everything comes in your hands. You honor God with it, and you're going to have money. (coughs) I'm talking about wealth beyond anything you you could ever imagine. I'm talking about wealth, wealth, wealth. And I won't go into it. I'll let my wife tell you about it. But she had a dream last night. She got up this morning telling me about it. And and she said, I was in the company of the first lady of the United States. It's like they were just friends. Like they were out doing things together. I said, God may very well put you in that class. We never know what God's going to do. But see, this ain't to squander. This ain't to squander. This ain't to misuse. This ain't to get lifted up in ourselves. I know people start prospering, they'll get lifted up like I've done this. They'll get lifted up in their cells and it'll hinder and stop their relationship with God. God don't want your relationship with Him stopped. He wants you to acknowledge that it is His hand. I'm telling you, Sister Deborah... What, what God is putting your hands right there ain't a drop in the bucket. I mean, ain't one single drop of the finances and the spiritual prosperity God wants to take His people into. But it's going to be that remnant seeking God. It's going to be that remnant that won't let, uh, won't let up. It's going to be that remnant that fervently seeks after the things of God. And God is going to move in us and we're going to be used. Because I'm telling you, this ministry that Jesus had when He walked this earth, It's going to step on the earth in these seven years. It's going to step. I saw seven years of great prosperity. I mean, here I am sound asleep at uh, about three, a little after three this morning, the Word of the Lord come to me and woke me up and said, my people have committed two evils. He said they've forsaken the fountains of living waters and they've hewed themselves cisterns that can't hold no water. How many times have y'all heard me say, it's like people walk out the door of the church And their mind flips gears and they forget all about what God's done. They forget about the working of the Spirit and they go in another mindset and they start talking about carnal things, start talking about natural life. And the Lord told me this morning, He said they can't retain because they viewed their asses out cisterns broken It won't hold nothing. We're not holding anything of the Spirit. It's like sometimes that we come in here and we gotta start from scratch. Sometimes every service and God's gotta, God's got a uh, stir us and God's got a quickness and, and, and some of y'all, you'll stop sometime during the week. Now what did Brother Matter preach on this week? Uh, what did God say? How did God move? And, and you'll have stop and think and it shouldn't be that way. Our spirit ought to be alive. Our spirit ought to be in touch and in tune with God. But it's like there's a force set out on God's people. And no matter what God does, you can't seem to break that force. This thing is being driven back. This darkness is being driven back. This light is beginning to shine. And it's going to shine forth. And the Lord told me, He said, from the time they inaugurate the next president in January 2021, I think it is, He said, you mark that day. You mark that day from when that inauguration, when that next president is sworn in. I expect it to be the one we got now. But I don't care who it is. You hear me? I don't care. God said you mark that day and from that day you count seven years. And there are going to be seven years of spiritual awakening like we ain't never seen. I mean, we uh, this book of Acts is coming in and then we're going beyond this book of Acts. And he said prosperity and wealth... He said, I'm going to bless my people's prosperity and wealth. We can't imagine. You can't imagine being a millionaire. You can't imagine having hundreds of thousands of dollars at your disposal to do what you want to do with it. But God expects us to send this gospel. And I'm telling you all right now, come uh, this time next year, I'm going to be headed to Kenya. And I want the money. I done told the Lord, I said, I want the money to do what I need to do in Kenya. Or wherever you send me, if you send me back to India, the Philippines, wherever you send me, I want the money. He may send me all over Africa. I don't know, but I do know this. Somebody better get ready to step in my shoes right here for a period of time. Somebody better get ready to minister right here because the Lord told me, He said that I was going to go many places and I was going to plant many churches. Is that not what God told me in 2015 when He called me in this apostleship? He said, you're going to go and you're going to plant many churches. And he said, be careful what you preach, because what you preach is going to come up. There's something working in people that are hearing this Word. There's something moving. And there's a people out there we don't know nothing about. And the Lord is now ready to visit them. Because I'm going to tell you, a lot of people that believe like we believe and heard what we... They don't they don't really believe. You can't get them to move forward in anything. They're set and they're stuck because it's the same thing over and over and over God, God don't do the same thing over and over and over. God don't manifest Himself the same way over and over and over. The Lord told me, and it wasn't too long after the Lord spoke to me, uh, about that I was going to plant many churches and be careful what I ministered because it was going to come up. The devil said, ain't nobody going to believe what you preach. I mean, I felt I felt that cold chill run over me and I heard that voice. He said, nobody's going to believe what you preach. And I sat there for just a couple of minutes and I stopped and I thought, I said, too late, devil. Somebody already does. Somebody's already receiving this word. But there's a people out there, you hear me? There's people out there that don't know the power of God. God spoke to us right here, March a year ago, about a house of Cornelius. Told us there was fixing to be houses of Cornelius in many different places. People that know about God but don't know the power of God. They're fixing to find out. They're fixing to be exposed. Just like when Peter went to the house of Cornelius. How God moved. We fix to see that again and again and again and again. Why? Darkness is being driven back. Brother Matter is this a new word? No, it's the same word. Darkness is just being driven back so the light can shine. But I'm telling you, this is what God spoke to me. I'm not going to add to it. I'm not going to take away from it. Because it goes back to 09. God said, there'll come a day I'll prosper my people so they can get ready for the things that are coming on the face of the earth. There's fixing to be hard times. There's things to be good times. Prosperous times. But it's just like Pharaoh had that dream. He said he saw seven fat cows come up out of the Nile. And right behind him, seven fat cows come up, seven lean cows, and he eat up the fat cows. then he went back to sleep and he dreamed about seven fat ears of corn. And then seven ill, favorite ears of corn eat up the fat ears. And that's what the Lord brought back to my mind this morning. He brought it into my spirit when he showed me this. He said the seven years of prosperity and the seven years of spiritual awakening is coming, he said it's going to be so bad in them seven bad years that people ain't going to remember the prosperity. So we better do what God told us. We better pray for wisdom. We better get prepared and everything we can do for the kingdom of God. It's time to do it. It's time to put your hand to the plow. Because I'm going to tell you something. The Lord told me darkness is coming. It's coming back. It's coming back. Jesus said, "You better walk in the light while you got the got the light." He said, "Because the darkness comes when no man can work." Amen. Darkness gonna come no. And he said, "Darkness." It's what I've been telling the Lord for months now. I, uh, every time I hear about something getting stirred up over there in the Middle East or over in Israel, over with Israel, I said, "God, we don't need war." I said, "Cause war will hinder the move of God. It'll hinder the working of God." But I remember my son, when we started praying, you know, when we started praying, we were in a big upheaval with Korea, with North Korea. Right. And it's just like God just settled everything down. Yeah. And my son had a dream, and I'm trying to remember, uh, or maybe it wasn't a dream, maybe he saw it in the Spirit. And he saw that leader in North Korea open the door to Christianity. Mm-hmm. So Christians start going in North Korea. I believe it's fixing open in China. I believe it's fixing open in all these communist countries, all these dictatorships, I believe the true gospel of the kingdom because they're going to see the mighty hand of God. And I'm going to tell you something about people that are atheist or heathen or don't believe in God. they ever to see the hand of God work. It moves them. It makes them know God's real and they respect it. Amen. If it's real, they respect it.' sinners. There's a lot of sinners out there who know God's real. And if they ever see God's hand move and do miracles, just like them heathen that was on that island when Paul got shipwrecked, he went out and gathered them sticks, and when he threw them sticks on the fire, that poisonous viper come out and fasted itself on Paul's hand. Now you just hear the devil say, All right, Paul, I got you now. Paul just shook that snake on the fire. He said, You crazy devil. He said, It ain't been no time. I was in the bottom of that ship over praying, and the Lord reminded me, You shall stand before Caesar. I'd have been told, devil, that I was gonna stand before Caesar. And I said he said, Paul said, I ain't worried about you, He just shook him off in the fire and said, For I believe God that it shall be, even as it was told me. He said, Lord told me was no harm gonna to come to the uh, any there wasn't gonna be no loss of man's life on this ship, but we was gonna lose the ship. Well, we lost the ship, but everybody's safe. So I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. You gotta believe God. You gotta believe God what God you and told you in Fort Payne. He'll bring it to pass. You gotta believe God what God spoke to you in Fort Payne, Alabama, uh a month ago is going to come to pass if you apply it to your life. You gotta believe God, and you got to put your hand to the plow and move forward, because there's people out there dying for deliverance. And I'm gonna tell you a lot of what's out there on the field ain't got nothing. They ain't got nothing. People need help. I was, uh, in 94, I went to Sheffield, Alabama, and the whole church over there got touched by the Spirit of God. Didn't even know about the Spirit of God. Then young people over there, 12, 13, 14 years old, got delivered, saved. God slayed them in the Holy Ghost. They didn't even know what was happening to them. And, I read an article one of them posted young man just got murdered over there, and she said that young man called her so many times during the night, wanting to commit suicide, and she'd pray with him and talk him, you know talk to him and he'd settle down and he wouldn't do it but then somehow something happened somebody he knew shot and killed him and but see, their deliverance. People don't know about deliverance. They know about counseling. They know how to help somebody to a point, But people need deliverance. People need deliverance. Even people out there preaching in the faith we know, there's nothing in them. There's nothing in people. Because there's no relationship. There's no dedication. The key to deliverance is relationship with God. You've got to have it. You've got to have it. God's not going to anoint you with the power of deliverance without you have a relationship with Him. He's not going to do it. And God's brought us to the place. God's put us under this Word. He's put us under teaching. He's taught us prayer. He's taught us dedication. He's taught us to come out from the world. He's taught us to put away things that would hinder our relationship. And I walk with God, and it's still like we keep holding on to it. We keep holding on to the world. We, keep, we won't hold on to God with one hand, the world with the other. don't work that way. We've got to turn it loose. Amen. We've got to turn it loose. It's what Paul said. He said, death worketh in us, but life works in you. Paul said, I die daily. He said, I die daily. What's he doing? Giving up this natural life. He said, I don't fight as one beats the air. He said, but I bring my body under subjection. He said, I buffet my body. If you look the word buffet up, it means to wrap with a fist. Paul said, I buffet my body on a daily basis. I bring it under subjection to the working of the Spirit of God. He said, I die daily. He said, death worketh in me. He said, but this death worketh in me causes life to work in you. Amen. We need to let this death work in us. That life can work in people out there because they need deliverance. Do y'all know how many people out there need deliverance? How many people out there are searching for a true and a living God? And all they got is somebody that may know all... In tongues. There's nothing there. There's no word there. Uh, Preaching words that don't do people any good just excites the flesh. We don't need something to excite the flesh. We need something to deliver the soul of man. Amen. And it's up to us. It's up to us. We are moving into a new day. We're moving into a new generation. We're moving into a new dispensation. The Lord spoke to us right here in this church on September the 4th, 2016. And when I started speaking the Word of the Lord, God said, This day I changed the course of man in the earth. He said, I bring in a new anointing. Y'all remember that? Yes. He said, I'm bringing in a new, and, a new and different anointing. And since that time, God spoke said, There's a new generation coming forth. But he said for that new generation, he said it takes a new ministry. He said, I'm not going to move in this generation the way I moved when you come in. Some must come in. I came in 47, 48 years ago. You came in what, 30 years ago? 93? 03, 13? You came in 26 years ago. God ain't going to move like He moved 26 years ago because He's going forward. God ain't going to move like He moved in me 48 years ago. You hear me? God ain't going to do that because He's moving us forward. He's moving us into a new realm. He's moving us into a new depth. He's going to work and move different. Well, Brother Miller, I thought the Word said, I'm the Lord thy God and I changed not. He ain't changed. He's just bringing you to maturity. He's bringing you to a different place in Him. Just because it says the Lord don't change don't mean you know all there is to know about God. Just because God moved like He moved when I come in, He moved different when my mom and dad come in in 48. He moved different in them. Y'all hearing me? So just because God moves different don't mean He's changed. He just progressing and evolving and bringing this into a greater depth. Hallelujah. I'm excited about what God's doing. I don't know if y'all are or not, but I'm excited about it. And I'm telling you, this word's for real. There ain't no way I was laying in my bed sound asleep 3 this morning started thinking all this stuff up. It didn't happen. And then as I laid there and thought what the Lord had said to me about, He said, My people... He said they committed two evils. And then he went on and told me, he said, and they're pursuing the third evil, but he didn't tell me what that was. It's time for God's people to stop and get back on track. And I'm going to tell you something. Don't give me that old-time religion. Because that old-time religion don't have what it takes. we got to have something new and different. we got to have something new and different. You come across somebody that's battling a spirit of suicide... There needs to be deliverance for them. Amen. And they're out there. Especially in this young generation. They're out there by the boatloads. So what are we going to do? We're going to put our hands to the plow? We're going to get ready to work? Start working? Or are we just going to keep waiting and see what God's going to do? It's time to put our hands to the plow. Amen. It's time to put our hands to the plow and help this generation. Because all of us then one of us don't have brothers, sisters, loved ones, cousins, nephews, nieces, uncles, aunts. Need help. Amen. Need help. And y'all got loved ones that need help? Old time religion ain't going to get the job done. New move of deliverance. New anointing. New word. New spirit. New working of God's spirit. And God spoke and he said, "I changed the course of man in the earth." that was September the fourth twenty sixteen March the eighth twenty eighteen Lord took her in that visitation and said i i'm I'm changing the course of the church It's a course correction. y'all remember that God said it's a course correction so God's been talking to us all along and I was I got a, probably a dozen prophecies on my phone that I keep on there. And I'm constantly listening to them. And you remember the meeting at the church in Fort Payne in 2017, in October where the Holy Ghost fell? Two days before that, I don't know where I was. But I got the date on my phone, October 25th. 2017 don't know where I was whether I was doing a YouTube video radio broadcast whether I was preaching somewhere but the very thing God spoke to me in that church in Blue Ridge on November the 12th 2017 I preached it on November the 25th 2017 same scriptures talking the same thing speaking about the darkness preached the exact same word three weeks two weeks before God spoke to me in Blue Ridge and brought the Word of the Lord to me. I didn't even know I'd done it until I listened to that Word last night and was laying there listening to it about 10.30 last night. And she said, I don't even believe this. I said, I don't believe it either. Because there I was preaching the exact same Scriptures, Matthew 4, Isaiah 60. I was talking about darkness. I was talking about light shining. And then, that was the 25th of October, November the 12th, the Lord spoke those Scriptures to me in Blue Ridge, Georgia. I said, that don't even make sense. Because I didn't remember nothing about it till I come across that Word. Didn't even know I'd done it. It was in my spirit. God started putting this stuff in my spirit. You'd be surprised what's in your spirit God deals with you about and." Next thing you know, it's coming out. And you didn't even know God had put it in your spirit. I didn't know all that was in my spirit. I'm going to go back and listen to it again probably this evening. I'm excited and I got an expectancy. See, I ain't just excited, I got a great expectancy of what God's doing. Amen. Any of y'all got an expectancy? Let's press forward. Amen. Let's press forward into what God's doing. Cause. The world's dying for deliverance. Do y'all know the world's dying for deliverance? Yes. Amen. So, I'm going to go ahead here and receive the offer in just a minute. So, uh, start praying and asking God to order your steps and what you need to do. But, I want to encourage you to get behind this word. Get behind what God's doing. And do everything you can right now. Put your hand to the plow. Uh, We sent the money to Africa the other day to help them buy a water pump. When the brother and sister from Arkansas... telling me, he said, they they got their field plowed, they got them seed, they helped them get the chickens, and he said, but they haven't took all the water by hand, he said, we looked into buying a water pump for them, and so we went ahead and bought them the water pump, and now they're going to be able to, he said, because when they was over there, they didn't have running water, they didn't have restrooms, they didn't have nothing, and he said, now they're going to... Pump water into each orphan, each building. He said, "I'll have a shower and a restroom in each building." And so the Lord started dealing with me. Come 2020, about this time, either sometime right in here or the first part of October, like God don't change my mind. I'm going to, I'm going to Kenya, and I'm thinking that Brother Michael and Sister Patty may go with me. And my son's already asked me. He said, Daddy, he said, you know, when you're going to Kenya, he asked me about two, or three weeks ago. I said, No, not yet. And I texted him a couple of days ago. I said, September to October 2020, Kenya. He said, All right. Because there's a, there's a burning burden to get something done for God in this country and abroad. Man, I remember when I, I mean, I didn't slack up in this country. Some of y'all didn't know me. Y'all come around my evangelistic meetings some in 98 when I was there in Calhoun. And I'm going to tell you, 20 plus days a month I was on the field preaching. You don't believe me? Ask my wife. I'd have a 17, 18, 21 day revival. Have help take the tent down. And while they are taking the tent down, I'd go home for five or six days. In a week, ten days, I'd back on the field preaching another seventeen to eighteen days. I was gone from home three plus weeks every month during tent season, and then I'd go to India thirty to forty days in January and February. I was gone all the time. I had a burning in my soul. Didn't have anybody teaching me wisdom, but I'm gonna tell you something. I learned wisdom. Learned it the hard way, but I learned it. Cause. What I was doing, it might have been a burden, but it, it wasn't, wasn't God's order. And I had to learn God's order. I had to learn how to balance that responsibility. Because.